Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. There's a lot of reasons why a human being is attracted into our industry, right? Into our profession, right? Uh, some people uh, are attracted because they love the stock market, right? They love investing. Um, you know, I hear from clients and, and members of Magellan Network that uh, their first memory is like sitting, uh, you know, with their dad or their mom and, and getting it like the, the paper out. And this is when the stock tables were in the back and, and looking up. And, and many of you probably had a similar experience to that, right? So it's always kind of about the market. And there's nothing, by the way, there's no right or wrong here. Just let me kind of play this all out for everyone. So so sometimes a person is attracted to this industry because of the markets, right? And kind of the action, if you will, the, the, the science of investing. Other people get attracted into this industry for planning, right? So I like helping people. I like doing portfolio construction. I like doing financial plans. I like solving people's problems. Uh, planning is sort of like puzzles. It's sort of like art and science put together, and I'm, I'm really good at that, and, and that's great, right? And I think the third person comes in, um, and they're here to help other people. And you know, they, you know, their, their driver is, I wanna be of service, I wanna help, I wanna add value. And obviously all of us are, are spectrum, right? We all have elements, so there's not, you don't have zero of this and 100% of that, it's, it's sort of a recipe, right? But there's always gonna be a dominant piece, like a dominant gene in a human being, right? There's gonna be dominance here. And, and I just need you to just recognize that and be truthful for yourself. See, I think a lot of people try to, um, I don't say appease, but I think they, they, they're not authentic. And I think it's, and when you're not authentic, you cannot influence, you cannot do. And, and so, you know, when you think about it, you gotta ask yourself the question, you know, why am I in this business? You know, why am I here? That's the question I have, by the way, it's a question I ask all my clients, all my participants in my planning sessions when we either do it virtual or live. They say, why'd you get in this business? Why'd you get in? What keeps you in, right? Well, what drives you every morning? And that's an important thing. You know, if you're getting up in the morning and your thought is, I gotta go to work today, right? Or even worse, I gotta go to my job today. God help that, that three letter word, right? Then, then you've got to really take a look and ask yourself these questions. Because you've got to find a mission inside of this game we call business. Because if you cannot find a mission, you'll make some money. I'm not saying you won't be successful, but you won't be fulfilled. And being economically successful without being fulfilled is an empty and hollow victory. And our industry is littered with empty and hollow victories. I don't care if you're, I don't care if your top line's a quarter million dollars, a half million dollars, a million dollars, five million dollars. I work with every one of that type of person in this game, and I'm telling you, there are more people that are economically abundant and emotionally unfulfilled than you would imagine. So you've got to ask yourself, what's well, how does how does that happen, right? And what I believe in my experiences of 26 years, the reason why it happens is that advisors focus too much on the numbers, thinking that the number, i.e. the money, right, let's code it for that, solves problems. And, and, sometimes, and what money is, at least to my viewpoint, it's a resource, right? 
it's a resource to deploy, whether you deploy it as investing for yourself and your future, uh, you deploy it in uh, um, you know people, right, in your team, uh, you deploy it in marketing, branding, business development, right, the technology, uh, personal development, right, all those things. But at the end, money is just a resource, my belief, right? And, uh, and it'll be like a little share here today. Um, you know, I used to think I was very money motivated. I used to, you know, I guess when you grow up with none, right, it kind of becomes important. At least that's, that was my, that's my, you know, it's funny. It was my driver very early, early on. And uh, it wasn't until I got to like a, a, you know, a little bit more economic uh, certainty, abundance. I started really looking, you know, because like when you enter your business, like the same way I entered mine, right? We kind of start off with like it's scarcity, man. It's scarcity and survival, right? You're just, can I do this? Can I, can I stay in this thing long enough to figure it out, right? And I would say for the first maybe five or even... Uh, 10 years of my career is kind of, you know, a little bit of that mastering my craft, right, if you will. Um, and then you get to a place where you get um, what we call, you know, now you have uh, abundance, you have certainty, right, um, from that regard. So you, you know you've made it. Now the question is, what do you want to do, right? Uh, that's a different part of our world. And uh, and then you get into, you know, abundance comfort, right? And then you, everything's good. You kind of put money away. Your game's good. You live in a nice house, drive nice cars. You you don't really worry about money, right? In, in that monthly kind of concept, if you will, you have other worries like taxes and other things, uh, but you don't worry about kind of the budget, right? And, uh, and what happens is that if you don't have a mission, you kind of get in this place here, if you don't have a mission that's bigger than you, you can end up playing in here and never elevate out because it's not just like for me, um, you know, and I'll, like I said, I'll kind of share some stuff here in this episode. There was a time in my career where I wanted to be the biggest coaching company out there, and I went for it twice. Once with a partner, which I'll remain nameless, um, and uh, that was really pretty successful. We were getting, you know, they were doing the marketing. We were, I was in charge. I think we had twelve or thirteen coaches. We were rock starring it out. But it took me from my mission. What I re- what was happening was I was managing coaches and not coaching advisors. And what I realized my passion was, was coaching advisors. I really, really like that. I'm passionate about that. It's kind of my call. You know, everybody has a calling, by the way, I believe. It may not be what you do for a living, right? Economically, it may be something that you would do. You know, the question, here's the question you ask. If money weren't an issue and I hit the lottery or as independent, wealthy, whatever, what would I do with my time? And if you could say I'd be doing what I do, maybe a little bit differently, maybe not as much, right? Then I think you're great. But if you're like, uh, I would want to go ahead and help and help handicapped kids, or I'd want to start a paddleboard company, right? Or whatever it happens to be, then you know you gotta have a, you gotta you better have a meeting with yourself and and reconcile this. And some of you are saying, well, how do you do that? And I've got clients, by the way, who have told me very successful people in this industry. It's okay what I do. It's not my passion. I said, well, what is? And they go, um, a lot of times it's philanthropic, which is great, right? So the way we frame their game, and it's a little, little strategy here for everyone, is we say, look, then let's build a rock star business. And let's build it in a way that you can step away, maybe not in its entirety, but you can kind of, you know, kind of step away enough. And let's use this as the economic engine to fund this, right? And when I frame it that way to, cl- to my clients, several have gone on to start foundations, foundations with six and seven figure funding every year, uh, really impacting the lives of hundreds if not thousands of people around the world. 
And I think as a coach, that's one of my proudest things I've done. If I look back on my career when I do, uh, I'm going to look back and say, you know, it was one fundamentally one of the best things I've ever found a way to help people do is to stay relevant here, but go on and do greater things, right? And I believe that. So find a way to reconcile your game, right? So getting back to my story. So one morning I woke up, um, and this was probably like 2004, 2005. Um, and I just like this, I don't like this. The money's great. No, not quite that, but I got a partner. You and I don't get along all the time. He's a little bit of an ass. Again, we're not going to make names. And uh, I just you know what? This is not sustainable for me. It's I'm doing less coaching. I'm doing more... I'm doing more fixing what the coaches were doing because what I realized is what I do is not really easily transferable. See, there are a lot of coaches in this game, and again, I'm not I, I'm not saying anybody's good or bad. I think I think most are really you know they care and they do a good job, but they tend to coach around a process or a system, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's indeed what's necessary. Unfortunately, I find in my work that you can coach around a process or a system. But if the, the advisor's vision is not there, their mindset's not there, they're not aligned to what's important to them, they will not consistently execute that process. Hence, failure, right? And then the other thing, and I'm not gonna get on my soapbox here, but, but I truly believe that advisor-coach has to be a fit. A fit from a belief set, psychology, communication, and if, if, if you've got firms that are plug and playing people, right, I'll just come on in and we'll plug in and, and that's it and they got to sell you on it. I, I always, I, you know, early in my career in care, I competed against them. Now I just think it's flat out wrong. Just done, sir. And the reason why I say that is that I looked the last couple of personal clients I've taken on, and we're not going to get into names, uh, who left prominent coaching companies, prominent firms with a bad experience after paying 15, 20, $25,000. Like it was okay for like three, two, three months. And then, you know, that was about it. I got what I needed and uh, I had a eight months left of my contract. I don't know how that works. I, mean, I couldn't do that. So for me, it's about mission. What I realized was my mission, would I get the most joy of in life? What I would do even if I hit the lottery and I didn't have to do this at all, would be I do what I do. This is what I'm gonna do to the day I die. Right, so I unwound that business because it took me off mission. And then, you know, kind of do my thing, right? Just a little, okay, what do I do? You know, so I go back to my roots, which is what I love, right? I'm like, I'm like a chef who loves to be in the kitchen. I'll equate this to cooking, okay? I would never be the chef that has 47 restaurants scattered around the world and I'm not in the kitchen. I'm just kind of being the, the figurehead, right? I'm the guy who's gonna be in the kitchen and I'm gonna have the most exclusive restaurant, three Michelin stars, top you know, top 10 in the entire world, but I'm gonna have one kitchen and I'm gonna dominate that kitchen. That's how I operate, right? So make a long story short, uh, 2007, eight come around, I get this idea, I say, well, maybe maybe the partner was the issue, right? So let me go do the, you know, again, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I like growth, right? And I'm sitting there going, so let me, let me go at this again. So I, I, I I uh, hired a smaller group, group of coaches, so not as many. It was like way too big. and uh, But then I do all the marketing myself. So what, guess what that did? It took me away from what I loved. Because now I'm out there doing webinars and going out there and partnering with wholesalers and going to branches and speaking and like, you know, calling people to come, advisors to come in on trials and talk to my people. 
And uh, it took me away from the kitchen, to put it in my terms. And I didn't like it. So I did that for two more years. And I said, that's it. And I vowed never to do that again. And uh, so, you know, I've come to the conclusion that for me, for the rest of my career, like I said, in this 26 years, I vowed to my clients, I made them a promise, uh, that I will be their coach for 50 years. I did that last August in Chicago. And I'm, I'm, and I'm 100% committed to keeping that promise. So what does that mean for me? What does that mean in terms of mission? Is It's really being truthful for yourself. Like, it's okay not to, you know, you don't need to be the biggest advisor. You don't need to be top, 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 top producer. Um, what you need to be is fulfilled, right? Because what I learned in my two experiences, my two experiments, was while it was economically rewarding, it was very unfulfilling unfulfilling and if you're waking up in the morning and your economics are good but man you got no juice like you're grinding it's time to do a reset you know sit down blank sheet of paper look i do this you know whenever i'm not feeling good about something and i don't sit there and say well every two years we're going to do a strategic review or every year we're going to do this it's like when i feel it i will literally take a couple days and what you guys don't see if you're watching the video is I've got these beautiful glass whiteboards surrounding on three walls over here. Big, like, um, like four by eights. They're like sheep. They're like plywood, basically. Um, and I'll start blank, blank, wipe it all down. What, what do I want to do? Why do I do it? How do I want to do it? How do I want to charge for it? What's the method? What's the modality that I want to use? And... I find that, you know, when you kind of tear something apart and rebuild it, it's always going to be different. You're always going to find a nuance, sometimes large, sometimes little, um, but there'll be changes, there'll be differentials, and that's important. And so, you know, when you think about being an advisor, why are you here? What's your mission? You know, why do you get up in the morning and do what you do? And look, if it's because I want to make a lot of money, then own that. Nothing, look, I'm not, that's not, a, I'm not, um, there's no, I'm not going to crucify you for that. But then be honest. Hey, I'm in this, I want to help people, but what I really care about is making a lot of money for me and my family. Then own that. But then don't, don't go around, you know, I'm not saying go put that on a website, but don't lie to yourself, right? If you're here to help other people, and what's most important is you help other people, right? And so when you, so here's how this works, okay? So the advisor that wants to help other people tend to like almost run nonprofits. You'll have a lot of little clients, you'll be, and, and it's okay. Look, I've got, and let me say this, and I wanna make this, this message very clear. Being an advisor is like practicing medicine. You could be the Beverly, Beverly Hills plastic surgeon who works on movie stars and, and other assorted people and charge X amount of dollars and have your own TV show, right? And make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Are you a doctor? Yes. You also, the other, you know, a doctor could also work in a clinic Make fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year if they're lucky, right? Hopefully, they pay off their student loans, and they help thousands of thousands of thousands of people every year because they see like fifty of them every day, right? They both practice medicine. Who's right? Who's right? Same thing in our space. Who's right? The advisor that has five million dollar minimums and deals with um, CEOs and uh, and celebrities and sports figures and and that and they limit themselves to fifty clients and that's what they do and they have a that kind of rock star thing or an advisor out there in middle America uh, with a storefront 
uh, who has like three, four hundred households. You know, average account size is, is one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they serve their community and they love every moment because they add value. Who's right? See, they both are. The point is, know who you are, and then build your business in the image of that, so that not only are you economically satisfied, but you're also also emotionally fulfilled. That you're on mission. That you're doing what you need to do. That to me is the most important thing. Because absence of that, you're going to look back at your career and say, I made some good money. Yeah, it was okay. But you're not going to feel like, man, I touched all the lives of these people and, and everything like that. You're not going to have that sense. It's going to be the hollowest victory a human being can ever experience. And you know the worst part of that is? You can't go back in time and fix it. It's done. So I'm really asking each and every one of you who listen and watch me to think about that. Make sure that you're being fulfilled in doing what you do. It's so critical that we execute that. All right? And last thing, and then we'll get back. I want to keep. I like to keep these episodes about twenty minutes. You know, fast forward to today. You know, I started Magellan Network two years ago. Part of the reason why I started it, quite frankly, is I like doing new things. Um, but I also wanted to expand my reach. I, I couldn't work with hundreds of advisors as individually, and I will not hire another coach. I didn't been there, done that. Right, I'm not going down that road again. But even with that. My mission is not to be the biggest. It's to be the best. To know every one of my clients. And that's why even in, in network, which is a totally scalable game, I'm going to limit it to 300 advisors at any one time. Period. Not 500, not 1,000, not this, not that. Charge a fair fee. Great value prop. Advisors don't leave. That's the funny part. The exciting part, I guess. You know, and, and and not because, by the way, not because they're contractually obligated to stay. Everything I do is my everything. Even my personal work is month to month these days. I don't I don't want anybody around me who doesn't want to be around me. And I think it keeps me on my game. Because like you, think about this. Wouldn't you rather work with a coach who has to operate on the same business parameters you do? What guarantees do you have with your clients? What one-year contracts do you have to be their advisor, to run their money, to be their planner, right? Shouldn't your coach operate the same way you do? Shouldn't that be one of the core alignments that we have? That's what I think. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching this episode of the Magellan Network Show. And oh, by the way, you want to find out more? MagellanNetwork.net. Come inside my world for 14 days. Let me show you what it's really like. Thanks. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business. Please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's Magellan network.net and claim your 14-day free trial. 
As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.